Have you seen a ghost lately? Does Bend have a ghostly side? I'm Brian Jennings from The Source Weekly. We talked with Vanessa Ivey, who manages the Deschutes Historical Museum, about the paranormal in Bend and the museum's haunt walks for Halloween. This is SourceCast. Tell me what's haunted about Bend. Um, so you have a community that in the early 1900s is really turbulent. Um, you have, um, it's like the good old West, and, and we're isolated in many respects from, uh, we have the mountains and such. So you have a number of businesses that people have reported that are haunted. Our emphasis is actually on the history of those, those buildings. So um, the Downing Building, which is at the north end of Greenha Wand, is uh, where Sevens is today. Mm-hmm. So people have reported that a woman in green comes down and kind of meanders through. Well, we don't go into the buildings. We, our, again, our focus is on the history of the area, and then we... The icing on the cake are the stories that people have told us about the paranormal, different things that, that have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the fire hall off of uh, Minnesota um, has been reported as a gentleman sitting in where the fireplace is and dressed in an old uh, firehouse uniform. Hmm. Um, now that's the, uh, the brick house now. Yeah, yeah, that's the brick house. Yeah. McMinimins, of course, is, is there's many stories that are told about McMinimins being haunted. Um, From the then, old school then, days, would it be? Not necessarily. And then, um, of course, this building is. So yeah. So what's special about the, the historical museum building? Well, when this was built in 1914, oh. that summer, oh. George Broster House fell from the roof and was killed instantly. And so we believe that he's one of he's one of the ghosts that are here, and he's been seen and identified uh, by several people. And so we know that that he's here, and he does things we call George moments. So if we're looking for something, or we can't, uh, something's been missing, he generally it shows up within a 24, 36 hour period, and it's usually thanks to George. Uh, research stuff pops off the um, literally has fallen off the shelf and open to pages that we need in order to do research there was a pianist that came and was here and we used to have a piano in the library and he was playing on the piano and a staff member came down and was listening and he says oh who's the who's the guy that's um watching you and she says there's no one in here except you and I and he goes no no there's a guy over here and he's watching you and this is what he looks like and the description didn't really match anything that the staff member knew but when the gentleman left via the uh, foyer he saw the picture of Ed and George and pointed to George and said that's the guy that I saw in the library so well, well, tell me about uh, Broster House himself. Of course, we all know that there's a, a street named after Broster House. Right, the family, Ed and, Ed and George Broster House. They yeah. both came to Bend um, in the early 1900s. They're carpenters, and they built a number of the buildings down on what's now Wall Street. And 
in, like I said, in 1914, George died with the construction of this building, but Ed continued, and he was on the construction for the Episcopal Church in 1929, the Bend High School in 1925. Um, he sat on the, um, the uh, like city council, equivalent of the city council, and okayed the, the construction in 1920 of the fire hall. So. Now, that was a brother of George, right? That Ed is his brother, yeah. yes. Well, what else is unique about Bend area that you might be able to tell us and, uh, and then also talk about your, your walks and the fundraiser itself? We're a mine, um, mill town. Um, we had, you know, Bond Street, North Bond Street was all about um, shoot 'em ups and saloons and rough, rough nights. In fact, young women were told not to walk on that side of Greenwood because of the type of company that uh, was spending time up there Mm -hmm. where Brother John's is and the Boyd building and yeah so I I don't know that that's any different than some other western towns around the area Um, you know people died whether it was influenza in 1918 we didn't have uh we didn't have uh, antibiotics until after the Second World War, so any little thing could turn into something massive and basically kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the you know the Boys and Girls Club building, the Amateur Athletic Club, was built in 1918. It completed in 1918, and they used that as a makeshift hospital during the influenza because the little hospital down by the river was overflowed with sick people. So, um, so it's that, you know, we had the Nyswangers, um, that have then and still today, um, handle, um, the bereavement end of, end of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I don't really see that it's any different than Mm -hmm. some of the other towns, around um we have towns that don't exist anymore so we do have ghost towns in central oregon and eastern oregon so those you know tend tend to play a a role Mm -hmm. um there's quite a trip uh, for those uh, ghost towns yeah when i I would like to do next year you can actually do yeah a road trip and and stop and um there's in baker city they have a hotel that is haunted that you could can stay in yeah so yeah, um, our haunt walk started, this is our seventh year, mm-hmm. and this year it's the 28th and the 29th of October, which is a Friday and a Saturday, with the first tour leaves at 4 o'clock, and the last tour of the day is 7.30. They're an hour long, and we run an average of 12 at night, and it starts at the museum, and we make our way through the downtown area, and we end at Crow's Feet Commons. And then you're welcome to come back to the museum or, or go your merry way. Uh, both those nights, we do have Nate Pedersen, who's our board president, uh, gave a talk for the library on the history of the Ouija board. And he will um, replay that here at the museum in the library here, mm-hmm. uh, both nights at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a lot of fun. Is that on tape or will that be live? Oh, no, that'll be live. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, and then 
uh, we have, it's a big fundraiser for us. Um, it's one of our biggest um, membership drives. And so basically, if you're a member, you're, it's free. But if you're not a member, it's $10 a person. Mm-hmm. You can apply that $10 to a family or individual membership. And that's good for a whole year. And so if you decide you want to go on the hot walk next year, then it would be free because you would be uh, a member and all paid up through um, October. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the weather doesn't look too too good this year, but we've done it when it was snowing. We've done it when it was blustery. So the weather's not going to stop us from doing it. And we just encourage people to dress warmly and weather appropriate and come on out. Um, yeah, just, just dress warmly, bring a flashlight, and wear comfortable shoes, and be prepared to learn something new. Yeah, and what time do those walks begin again? So the first walk is at 4 o'clock. And then the last walk leaves at 7.30. Okay. Vanessa Ivey of the Deschutes Historical Museum. I'm Brian Jennings for The Source Weekly. And you've been listening to SourceCast. Also online at bendsource.com.